Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. Hey, McCoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the PHNI Sons podcast. I'm Lindsay. That's Gerald. That's Flex. That's Espo. Guys. It's our final show before the trade deadline comes around. You feeling anxious? You excited? Where are you at? I'm excited because I'd like to announce I'm Tori Craig's real estate agent now. (laughs) This is the time of year where I get to sell some property here in Phoenix. (laughs) Let's go. Yeah. I'm a little bit of everything. Yeah. Tired, uh, anxious, Mm -hmm. uh, exhausted, all that stuff all in one. This is the time of year that gets me... uh, Really gets me. It's a whole week of just mm-hmm. everything. So, uh, twenty-two hours, G. Yeah, for my time's right. A little, little bit under twenty-two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a long day. Yeah, you're not, you're not used to this one p.m. trade deadline. The East Coast, it was four. It was three <laughs> right, three, three, three. three. Yeah. yeah, you gotta adjust. It's it's earlier tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? I just yeah. don't want to call one in the morning like last Bro, year. Bro, come just on. Wait. Can we just I'm, I'm, like, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all one in the morning last year, man. I, you know? I feel you. I was asleep. That was the first time all last season I think I had gone to bed before midnight. <laughs> yeah. The first mm-hmm. one only time. <clears throat> and that's the night they chose okay. to make this move. And I was like, really, y'all? Like, if we're going to do me like that. Emergency pod at midnight for a guy that scores four points a game and grabs three rebounds. I'm going to be damn cranky. I'm just going to let you know that. I'm We're not going to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll save everyone the suspense. We're not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not answering the phone. I'm pulling a salt movement <laughs> on this just one. just going to be me in the walk-in closet talking about some guy that's going to have minimal impact. It'll be, it'll be a, a, a fun fest. Just join me. Okay? Can't wait. All right. Well, we are just around the corner from finding out if the Phoenix Suns are going to make a move or not. So let's take a look at the list of guys who have been tied to the Suns recently and see where they kind of stand as of now. So we'll start on the lower end of things. We'll look at some guys who are more buyout type of players here that the Suns could target. We've got Bismack Biombo, Andre Drummond, and P.J. Tucker. So Andre Drummond and P.J. Tucker, if the Suns were looking to acquire these two, it would be in the buyout market. They're not going to trade for them. So this is something that will maybe, if the Suns decide to make a move here, happen in a little bit. Why? Why? Wait, why are we not trading for Andre Drummond? We just, that's kind of where we put it at. We don't think the Suns would be trading for him. Okay, gotcha. That they would target him more on the buyout. Gotcha. Okay. Um I'm. I feel his contract you could absorb into a trade exception. So I don't. I don't know if I would definitively rule that out. But yeah. I think obviously if you don't have to give up an asset for him, that's better. Um, I prefer Drummond out of those three guys probably just to give you another look in the front court, give you some size. He's actually been really active defensively this season. He's kind of having a, a mini resurgence in Chicago over there. And he would obviously help on the glass a lot. He's one of the more dominant rebounders in NBA history. So um, I would not be opposed to Andre Drummond. The question then is who is getting waived or what other trades are you making to free up yeah. a roster spot for a buyout guy? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, it's who's not playing, right? If mm. if you get Drummond and how does he fit when it comes to offense and, and with the big three, how does it all work? I mean, there's a lot of questions with all those guys. I feel like I'm the only human being that is lukewarm on the idea of Andre Drummond. And maybe it's just because I have this in my mind from the Detroit days and, and everything, mm. just a, a guy that in my mind is plotting and like slow, not a, not a guy that is necessarily going to fit with what they try to do. And I think it's just a hang up in my home head. I don't think it's the the reality, but that every time I hear that name, I get this like instinctual, I'm not that interested feeling. <laughs> and then I look at the other guys and listen and go, maybe I should be interested in this guy feeling. So, Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with Jared. I mean, he's, he's played well this year. He's one of those guys that I think they have interest in, but uh, if I'm being honest, it's it's lower tier interest at this point. Mm. I don't think he's the guy that they're trying to spend the next 22 hours working on, but if there's a way to collectively work on something towards the end or add him as a buyout or if he gets traded somewhere and negotiates a buyout or however that works out, uh, then we cross that bridge. But, yeah, if you can add a drum into your team, I think you get better. He's he's quietly been good in more than just rebounding yeah. this yeah. season as well. Defensively, he's been active in passing lanes. He's been getting a lot of steals. He's actually kind of served a little bit as a connector, not to the level of a Yusuf Nurkic, but maybe in the same realm as a Drew Eubanks, who's capable of making those short roll plays as well. Yeah, um, he, he brings you some size and athleticism as well on that back line and um, the good thing is that like with the way they've been using bowl lately, they've been using him at the four. So adding a third center doesn't necessarily mean the end of bowl or his opportunities either. So just something Agreed. to keep in mind. And yeah. I do like busy too. Like we know busy's going to stay in shape. We know he's familiar yeah. with, with uh book and Kevin and Young's guys. offense yeah. and stuff like so that. Yeah. He might be a seamless fit as well. If they, you know, these are last resort yeah. options. And I, I keep hearing about PJ and I, the Suns aren't trading for PJ. No. If they, if PJ were to come here, it would be because PJ is traded and then bought out. And then we have a decision to make because he absolutely falls into that 12.4 million threshold where you have to be at for a buyout uh, under the circumstances we're in. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't completely rule out PJ. This is something that's going to take some time. Though. You got to, guys got to understand we have to, you have to trade deadline tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole nother buyout <laughs> mm-hmm. dynamic. They have so, to be signed by March 1 to be active for the playoff. Uh, I, I need to check the I got to double check the date, but it's somewhere on. around there. Yeah, so there's going to be two waves of this. And so there is a chance you could wake up tomorrow and the Suns did nothing, right? And then you may have a portion of the fan base saying, whoa, what do we do? But it could be that there was nothing to be done that made the team significantly better. And so now you work the buyout market, which is easier to, to, to handle because we're a prime destination. People want to come here. Again, this time of year, you have to be very <clears throat> attentive to the way language and tweets and, and reports yep. come out. Just because they're not interested in a guy acquiring him via trade right, does not exactly. mean they're not interested in signing him when it comes to a buyout market, because you're not giving up any assets in a buyout market, but you may not be willing to. In in PJ's case, you, you're not going to give up the salary it takes exactly. to get a PJ Tucker, and in all likelihood, the Clippers aren't going to trade you, uh, him, even if you were willing. I know in Drummond's case, you may not be willing to give up a second-round pick if that's what it's going to take, but you may be willing uh, to to sign him when you can do it that way. So mm. be very very careful when you look at the wording in these reports because sometimes it's 
tipping you off to more than maybe is is actually being presented it's not front. a hard no no it's just no. that this they, path is not the yeah, path correct right they Basically. will not trade for him exactly does not mean they will not have interest in him uh, yeah. at all and there are, and things are fluid yes, all the time yes. too so changes well, by the minute right they might want to hold on to a second round pick because they're having conversations about a different trade well if that trade falls through well then the second round pick is now available correct. to maybe be utilized in a different way yeah. correct so, and to I, clarify your point march 1st is the deadline for players to be bought out or waived i'm not okay. sure if there's a yeah right so they have to be bought out by then to yes. be playoff eligible not signed correct uh so for me i i talked andre you know pj is is interesting, like I've said, because of his connection with the locker room mm. uh, in KD and Book. Uh, I don't know that he'd have a huge impact on, on the court, maybe in break glass in case of emergency or some spot minutes, but I think the locker room factor could be one that that could be important if you could get him in a buyout market. But there is one holdup that was reported today mm. that came out. Uh, Eric, do we have that that we can share with the people here? Uh, according to our friends at Sports Center, <laughs> if the Clippers part way with PJ Tucker, they'll need to transfer over 250 pairs of sneakers to make it happen. Well, PJ, I'm here for you because you've always been my guy. I am willing to rent the U-Haul, drive out to LA, and personally make sure that your shoes are safe and getting back to the valley. You don't have to trust the Clippers organization to do it, who's treated you like crap since November. You can trust somebody you've known since 2012, and I'll take care of you. And I, like I said, I'll even pay for the U-Haul. You don't even have to expense that. You may only have 249 pairs when you get back. Oh, no. You may take this one off the, the top. Yo, yo, Eric. Yeah. Yo, opportunity. Hey, yo, Eric. <laughs> Get the Clippers on the phone right now. It's, on get on it, dog. Get the Clippers on the phone. We got a solution. We we're moving now. We're moving. Things are moving now. What? We're gonna pack. We're gonna pack that crap up, and I'm gonna have it back to your to a house or apartment, whatever you want. We can get those shoes uh, ready to go. So. Absolutely. All right, guys. So there's two names here on the next uh, tier, if you will, that have been talked quite a bit when it comes to the Suns, especially specifically from the fan base. Mm -hmm. We've got Alex Caruso. We've got Dorian Finney-Smith. We're going to put them in the not enough assets category because the Suns don't have enough assets to really acquire these guys. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, Caruso, they've been, the Bulls have been wanting multiple yeah. first round picks for years. I think there was a report that came out last week about how they're looking for an OG Ananobi type haul. Yeah. But they're not going to get that, but no. the bar is set high. The Suns don't have any first round picks. Same deal with Dorian Finney-Smith, in addition to the fact that you don't have first-round picks and you'd have to give up Grayson Sal Allen yeah. in order to match salary. Yeah. So, Which y'all have already no. told us is a hard no. Yeah. yeah. No. I wouldn't That's trade Grayson for DFS. Yeah, and, and this goes back to Espo's point. You got to be careful around the trade deadline, how you say things on Twitter, how you say things when you get in front of a camera, because not saying not enough assets does not mean we're not interested. Mm. It means what it says. Like, we're interested. The Suns are interested in those two talents, but there's just not a feasible way to get there. And right. so, not one that we're willing to at least consider, correct, right? Like, correct. sure, you could throw Grayson Allen into a trade and probably get it done. <laughs> yes. But we're not ready to do that. We're not willing to give up a guy like Grayson correct. Allen right now. The, like, that's the, the hard you, part. The, the, the crazy thing is the Suns right now, we talk about a big six, right? Right, Lens? The big six, we've talked about that. 
Why, mm-hmm. why, are you, why are you smirking? Gerald just corrected my spelling on my run. Oh, <laughs> gosh, okay. Uh, uh, Gerald so I, I do that at least once a show. Once a show, Gerald has to correct Sorry, my run. I mean, pro, man. He's got, he gets it right. Sorry, so, I, missed it. I forgot to capitalize the name. Uh, yeah. it, it makes you feel better. He had a misspelling in his newsletter. Oh, I did. Burn. I did. That's what happens when you write if it, it four in the morning. It makes you feel better. If no I gave editor. anything to Gerald, there'd be 30 corrections. So, yeah, that's not my cup of tea. But uh, uh, the the point I'm trying to make is the Suns have a big six that we've talked about, and that's the big three. Then you add Nurkic, then you add Grace, and then you add Gordon. Okay, so those six guys. Big that's five and a half. Yeah, I think it's a big six and a half to be honest. With you. Okay, oh, wow. Javi, I want to chop it up. The great Bobo. <laughs> oh, okay, no, <laughs> Bobo. Is he Don't, the half or is Aaron? Lex is never going to get the finish. I'm never going to get the finish. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Big six. Continue. Big six, right? And so the first priority is to add to this team without touching no six. Right, so you limit yourself tremendously mm-hmm. when you when you start to contemplate the fact that you don't want to touch those big six, and so you know who we're talking about. We're talking about the Nasir Littles. We're talking about Chemezi Matthews. We're talking about the uh, four second round picks that we have, mm-hmm. and so you you gotta you gotta work around those parameters, and then you have to worry about is the guy you're bringing in able to be in the next bunch. Mm-hmm. And that's where it gets complicating. And that's mm-hmm. where you get to the point where, one, you're not going to have enough assets for this. And then some of the other names that come up we'll dive into. But um, it's just the Suns are in a tough spot, and they got to make sure that they make the right move in the next 22 hours. Let me translate this for Flex, and I'm going to look straight into the camera because I respect you, the fans. But right now, you got Nordstrom taste, and we on a Ross dress for less budget, <laughs> all right? I'm not saying you can't still look good at the end of the day, but you ain't going to look like you went to Nordstrom's. Uh, shopping at the deadline if you're the Suns. You're going to get something that you hope uh, is, a, is a good value that you found on a rack with a bunch of crappy other stuff. That's what we're looking at here. But I've gotten in a club Damn. with some of those things. Well, yeah, I mean, so, so so every now and then... It you, is dark in the club. Every so now and sure. then you get lucky and you get something <laughs> off the rack at Ross and people are like, Damn, that's, that's fire. Where'd you get that from? So every now and then you get lucky. So that's what the Suns are trying to do. They're trying to find something on that rack that gets them in the club. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. looking for that pair of Jordans, the one pair that somehow accidentally wound up the Ross. <laughs> there's some little smudge on it. Because the logo is shifted. Low-key, <laughs> yeah. Low yeah. you can find some good sneakers. You could. Sometimes. All right, next category we've got here are ones that are not necessarily completely ruled out, but in our opinion, probably not likely. So we've got Jay Sean Tate, we've got Isaac Okoro, Robert Covington, and Nick Richards in this category. Yes. Uh, the only name on here that I go, oh, I'm kind of disappointed that it's not a possibility anymore or not likely is Nick Richards. Yeah. The rest of them, I go, nah. It, yeah. It's it's like the six other shirts I just went through on the Ross rack. I'm all right. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but Nick Richards, I go, that that one could have been somebody that maybe surprised and actually had uh, had an impact in that center rotation. Yeah, he's athletic. He's a rim-rolling big. He's the type of kind of different option they could use in that third center spot in their rotation just in case, you know, Nurkic isn't playable one night or in foul trouble or Eubanks is inconsistent or whatever. So I would have liked him because he is real athletic, above-the-rim yeah. type finisher. But um, it, it makes sense. Like Charlotte is not – they're looking to tool, obviously, but they're not going to just give away players on really team-friendly contracts for – you know, a second round pick or two. So it, it would make sense if he's not uh, 
in the son's wheelhouse at this point. So a lot of people in the chat are asking what we think the percentage is that nothing happens. And I feel like a lot of people are starting to feel as if the Suns might not make a move. Is that just a natural reaction as you get closer to the trade deadline yes. and nothing has happened yet? Or what percentage would you guys say just your gut feeling is telling you that maybe the Suns won't make a move? I mean, I know this sounds real cliche and it's, it, this is this is my space that I try to navigate the best I can. This is going to sound very cliche, but I, I'm, it's 50-50. I, I can't I can't say anything more than that because it's changing by the minute. Listen, true transparency, there's a person that we're gonna talk about in the probably next slide that I got information on literally ten minutes before we came on. And and told Lindsay, hey, that one we gotta make an adjustment on. Right? So I'm I've got my phone in my hand. I'm paranoid at every vibrate because every time it vibrates, I'm thinking here's the update. So I think it's 50, 50. I think the Suns are trying to get better, but they're not going to just throw assets away to throw assets away. I just don't see them doing that. And they got to get a guy that is going to come in. That's going to give them a significant upgrade and he's got to be worth the swing. Just got to be worth it. Look, I'm, I'm 80% certain they're going to make a move. I'm not sure it's going to be a move that everybody likes because there's, you know, because it may not be one that moves a major needle, but I think they realize man, we may need one more break glass in case case of an emergency guy that's mm-hmm. a little bit better than where where we're sitting right now. So I think we're probably eighty percent. Something happens. I just don't think it it may be what everybody is hoping or or looking at. I don't know that it'll be all that flashy. Is kind of what I'm I'm leaning towards right now. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like the highest probability is that either they don't do something or they add a player on the fringe that they hope could maybe work their way into the eight or nine man rotation. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there's a chance that they get a guy that automatically slots in there, yeah. but you got limited assets, like you've got second round picks that don't have a ton of value. Yeah. Um, and I know people in the chat were asking about the expiring trade exceptions. To be honest, a lot of trade exceptions do just kind of expire, expire. and yeah. they're not... They don't have a ton of value. They add some flexibility to you, but to the other team, you still got to incentivize them to participate in the trade. Um, But And I think Frank Vogel is actually kind of prepared for if there are no significant moves made. Um, Here's what he said about the trade deadline and where the Suns are positioned last night heading into the deadline. Well, I've been with teams where, you know, we felt like we definitely weren't good enough and had to to do something to get better. Uh, We do not feel that way with this group. Um, obviously, there's a lot of phone calls taking place. If there's ways to improve our team, you know, we'll take advantage of that. But, you know, we're very confident in the group that we have. So, I mean, they're, I, I know that a lot of Suns fans probably don't feel confident in the group that the Suns <laughs> have outside of those top six guys. But really, like, you don't need a ton out of them. You need Eric Gordon to score off the bench. You need, like, a Josh Okogie or a KBD to come in and bring you defense and just be passable offen- offensively. And then you need a big, like a Bull Bull or a Drew Eubanks to come in and just be okay, just be reliable yeah. and let Nurk get a rest. And other than that, like, I feel like KD at the five is becoming a viable option. I feel like hopefully they're going to be able to address some of those fourth quarter woes by empowering Bradley Beal, which we'll talk about later. That's kind of, I mean, they're they're a damn good team right now. They're playing really well. They're 16 and six in their last 22. So if you just get, three bench guys that you can say, okay, we're okay with these guys. 
you're in a good spot. See, I, I like that. It's just how much is it going to cost to get that, right? Mm-hmm. And and do you do you blow all your flexibility and assets to do that? The way I see it is we talked about the big six, and we could talk about the other guys. Mm-hmm. Bobo, I think Eubanks behind Nurk, I'm I'm comfortable, okay? Mm-hmm. I, can, can, I, can we do better? Probably. Mm-hmm. But... It's not the end of the world if, if Eubanks is behind Nurk. I think we've, we're starting to find something with Bobo behind KD, right? So that's now we're at eight. Mm. And then I still think that uh, Josh Coden is important for this basketball team, defensively, point of attack. Okay, so whoever you go get, in my eyes, has to be equal to or better than any of those three. Mm-hmm. For, for, for me to even want to do it, I mean, I, I just... I. It depends. Like, if you tell me it's a trade exemption or something like that, okay, whatever. But if you're telling me I got to give two two of our four second round picks for a guy that may not be better than those three guys, what are we doing? I, I'm concerned about <laughs> Bobo's ability to stay on the floor. Still. Mm. Well, like you still that, have Metu. I mean, yeah. I again break glass in case of emergency. Somebody, uh, uh, Wow Factor, I think it was su- suggested Danilo Gallinari on the buyout market can't makes over. Too much money. Twelve point four million, which is a no go. Rules: if if a guy gets bought out that's making that more than that number, Suns can't sign him. It's it's one of those new rules that came into effect, so he's not on on the board at all. Yeah. All right, guys. Before uh, we continue on with some additional tiers here of players, the Suns have been rumored uh, and associated with in the rumor mill. I do want to remind you to maybe pick up some Michelob Ultra on your way home from work tonight Hmm. because things might be popping off this Uh evening. Who knows? But you get prepared to have a cold one ready for whenever the trade deadline moves happen. And uh, you're going to come hang out with us live because, of course, like always, we're here for you guys. We'll have emergency podcasts if one calls for it. Uh, But take some time to enjoy life. Michelob Ultra, it's refreshing and balanced. It only has 2.6 carbs and 95 calories if beer is not your thing. They also have a Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer Essential Collection as well, made with coconut water and real fruit juices, so you know it's always going to have a refreshing and superior taste. And right now, you can head on over to MichelobUltra.com to find how you can win superior NBA prizes and to find a Michelob Ultra near you. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Flex. I, I gotta ask you. Mm-hmm. You know what you don't trade this deadline? Hmm. No, I don't. This is a setup. Your, <laughs> your standards for quality food. Oh. You should never, ever never trade on that. that. You always Damn. keep your high standards. And our friends at some boroughs have the highest standards <laughs> because gotcha. they are locally owned and operated. A great local family runs it, and they're not going to give you bad food. Why would they? Because they <laughs> believe in this town, and they don't want to give you crappy Mexican food. They're going to give you the best Mexican food, uh, and that was actually voted. They were voted most loved Mexican restaurant in Arizona. So Really? I don't know who voted, but I'm told they, <laughs> they voted on it, and they've, they've won that award. Nice. Uh, whether you're catering or just having a meal with your family or picking up something for yourself on the go. They've got the best Mexican food. I love the chimichangas. Uh, those are my favorite. The mini chimis are great when you're driving in the car and you just need a little 
a little something. I don't recommend the whole chimichanga. Really tough to eat <laughs> while you're driving. Uh, and no, and, leave it for the chimichanga holder. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they don't come in the burrito holder. It, it doesn't uh, work. Works. You're not putting a, a, a naked chimichanga in the burrito holder. That does not work, Lindsay. I, mean, I think some burros deserves a, a higher standard when you're using the. I think anything the can work. If you Who is chimichanga? Is he somebody we're targeting on a trade deadline? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And you know what? You can get them at a great price. It ain't going to cost you two second rounders. I love you. Y'all know, y'all know, I, you know my problems. I'm, I'm learning. Hey, hey, I'm they, from the East Coast, man. I eat hot dogs and pizza, man. They, they got locations around the valley uh, and in Flagstaff. So if you're traveling, they got them there. Mm-hmm. Check out their newest location uh, in Goodyear off Peoria and the I-17. Let some burros cater your next meal, big or small, order online or find one near you by visiting someburros.com. All right, let's take a look at our next tier of guys. We're going to call these the possible. Mm -hmm. So, again, it's like a step above the not likely because the not likely we weren't officially ruling out or anything like that. These are just a step above, maybe a little bit more chatter around these guys than the previous one. So we've got DeLon Wright. We've got KJ Martin. We've got Otto Porter Jr., Larry Nance Jr. And we also have a few more here as well. We've got Sadiq Bay on this list as well, Royce O'Neal and Tori Craig. Tori Craig, come on down. <laughs> Tori Craig. Um, no? Go ahead, G. Look, I'll I'll <laughs> say I feel like DeLon Wright feels pretty mm-hmm. gettable if you're yeah. looking for a backup point guard. Like they were talking about Tyus Jones for a pair of seconds. That's what the trade buzz has been on him. I don't know if that's true or not. That's not, not yeah. But like you could probably get DeLon Wright for a second-round pick or two. I don't know how much he helps you. I don't know if he's part of that eight- or nine-man rotation, but he's an option there. Yeah. Um, and then in terms of wings, like I, I feel like I still like Royce O'Neal. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he's probably one of the main guys that they would target, and Torrey Craig would be the fallback, and uh, we would get to welcome Thanos back to the Valley because a Torrey Craig trade is inevitable can, every can February. Can- can we talk about this Photoshop for the audio what? listeners? I apologize, but what? What do you got to say about my Instagram that, Photoshop that on the fly, Espo? That's the point. What? It's that's intentionally funny. bad. That's the point, Espo. Get with the Dude, times. Kind of like a move to bring Tory Craig back for the third time. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, Inevitable. Look, I, one thing I do want to correct myself: Danilo Gallinari makes under that number. I was looking at an old. Uh, statue, okay. damn you, Google. Uh, he makes a little <laughs> over six, so okay. he would be available. All right, I so give the people false info. I, I, I will say I, I do not think Tory Craig is coming back. Okay, uh, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, do I, do I agree that there have been conversations about that potentially? Yes, but at this point, I, I. Don't, I feel comfortable saying I don't think Tory's coming back. Okay, so tell me I'm not getting any commission on an, on another home. No, Damn, no, you're not getting tough. it. And Sorry, good, babe, we can't afford dinner tonight. I apologize. And good for Tori's <laughs> mental health of not having to even deal with coming back for a third time. And like that, that'd be way too much, man. But Poor they say guy. the third time is the charm. Might be, might be. I mean, you know? he'd go from Chicago to a title contending team again. I guess. Uh, oh. Also, the weather right now here is way better than in Chicago. Let's be real. <laughs> third time's the charm, like. 
Yep. I, I love that. This that time we're, we're going to resign you. It, that's like, that's <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to get married to this person for the third time and hope it works <laughs> out it this works. time. Right, let's Wait, see. Let's I got a story I can tell you after this Brother, show. we have a co-host who's been married three times. What are you doing? Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, just wanted to clarify that. People. I just mean, wanted to clarify that for Saul's sake before we throw in that shade. That was not a shot at, at Saul. All right. No. Listen, I think of that list, uh, DeLon Wright is a guy that I can tell you they're talking about. I don't know if he moves the needle mm-hmm. that we're talking about, but depending on what you would have to give up, it wouldn't be an, a bad insurance policy to have. I know there's interest in Sadiq Bay, mm-hmm. And... Um, Go ahead. What were you going? Larry Nance Jr. is the guy. I put him on the list. I don't have any. I'm going to just tell you. I don't have any inside information on this one. But to (laughs) me, you connect the dots. We know in the past that that there's been rumors that James Jones has been uh, has poked around when it comes to Larry Nance Jr. Yes, he's a four. He's a guy that has some athleticism. I feel like that's a move you make where he could be one of those guys that is better than what you're currently. Yes running with and could give you some flexibility if you wanted to say go bigger in yes. your starting lineup and and maybe let Grayson come off the bench in a certain matchup or something. Yes. It would give you more opportunity. I'm intrigued by that. Do I I don't know if New Orleans does it for the for the chimichanga platter that you have available right now, but I you know, I might I I that's a name I look at and I go I'm I'm intrigued. By well, that, I, I'll I'll just say this without saying too much. I will say New Orleans is a team that the Suns have had conversations with. We won't get into the names, but so I mean, listen, he he fits. He fits. He's he's a guy that I think could be better than the guys we mentioned. Royce O'Neal. I mean, mm-hmm. Royce O'Neal's a guy that they're absolutely unequivocally talking about. And uh, I think he fits perfectly. I think he's a guy that is 6'6", 225. He's 30 years old. He's on an expiring <coughs> deal. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, you kind of need Royce O'Neal's on your team. Like, he, he's one of those intangible guys. Mm-hmm. And so for that reason, I, I, I believe that's why they have interest. And I think he can slide in and, and play playoff minutes. Um, but again... Guys, uh, and G, you can confirm this. Last year, when the Lakers made the deal for Rui Hachimura, it was three three seconds. Oh, I can't remember. I, I believe it was. it was three seconds. Okay, um, three second round picks to get Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. And so, I just want to remind people: in the last twenty four hours of a trade deadline, what happens <laughs> is is the team that has the player says, "Well, we want a first round pick. Mm-hmm. This is what we want. This is what we think we're going to get." And then that clock starts ticking and they start making phone calls and they start realizing, damn, we got 10 hours and we ain't getting a first round pick. So what do we do now? Okay, let's let's shoot for two seconds. Let's shoot for two thirds. Right. I think the Suns right now are in a spot where they got about 10 to 12 people on the list that I think they can make deals on. But they're contemplating, is it worth it? And they're also monitoring that clock and saying, Who's gonna whose value is gonna dip in the next 10 hours? It's a game of chicken. It's a, it is. It's a high stakes game of chicken. Yeah. Who's gonna blink? And the Suns are sitting here saying, if we can go ahead and swing for the fences and end up with a Rui Hachimura type talent at the last minute because somebody thought they were getting the first and now they're gonna get two seconds or three uh seconds, that's the game the Phoenix Suns are playing. So it's going to be, like I said, it's going to be interesting 20, 25, 22 hours or 21 left, whatever it look, is. Look, if you walk away with a Royce O'Neal or a Larry Nance 
I think you can say that it was a relatively successful yeah. trade deadline because you got something of value uh, in a market where you don't have much, like we've said, uh, to, to offer. So that, to me, I know a lot of people wouldn't be happy. They'd be like, oh, but, you know, Larry Nance can't do this or Royce O'Neal can't do that. Yeah, you're not getting a perfect player yeah. uh, in, in most of these situations. But those two names at least have enough that I think could help you in a couple categories that could be important come playoff time. Yeah, yeah, and I think the scenario you're describing in terms of teams starting with first round and then it getting whittled down to, you know, two, three second round picks, I think that could apply to Royce O'Neal. I think yeah. that could potentially apply to Sadiq Bay because the Hawks don't want to pay him this summer, That's I'm right. pretty sure. Um, so I, I think either one of those guys would project to fit into your eight or eight, nine man playoff rotation. Yeah. Um, Royce O'Neal's six six wing, he's a guy who can play up a position in terms of guarding Correct bigger or smaller players, which really helps with your defensive versatility and, and needing a stronger defender on the wing. Yeah. Um, and Sadiq Bey, he's had a rough shooting season, but he's been better throughout his career. Maybe a change of scenery and playing with a big three that's going to get him a ton of yeah. open looks yeah. would help with those numbers. And last but not least, we have the category of lots of chatter mm -hmm. when it comes to this player. We only got one on the list and the Phoenix Suns, and that is Miles Bridges. There's been a lot of talk about Miles Bridges and the Suns. Yeah. This well, one, this one, we're just going to have to wait and see. At this point, yeah. I think um, it's one of those things where we've had a lot of conversations about Miles Bridges. It's obviously a polarizing, polarizing topic. situation. But like you said, Flex, we got about what twenty six hours and some no, change. No, about twenty one. No, twenty two hours. God, we're change. terrible at math. Well, we got a day. Was, I was thinking it was <laughs> like twelve. We got a day. I don't know why I can't I gotta remember that. I got to get Rose's little right clock now. with the hands so I can help us all work on our time telling. Listen, I've been trying to figure out time zones this week. <laughs> Lord have mercy, I screwed that up a lot. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we have a little under a day left, and we'll have to see what the Suns are able to do in this situation because. Yeah. It's very obvious they're having conversations about yes. Miles Bridges or there wouldn't be this much uh, talk around media and the league in general about Miles Bridges and the Suns. So we'll see. My, yeah. my guess is Charlotte doesn't blink on it mm. because my, I'm looking at it and he's got the court date on February 20th. And my, my intimation would be that they're going to look at that and go, if he doesn't have anything happen, his value becomes more in a sign and trade uh, at the end of the year, or we can maybe convince him to stay if we want to go that route. Uh, because a lot of, some of these teams, instead of going, well, it's time to discount things because we're not getting what we want. They dig their heels in because they think they're right. And yeah. Uh, and somebody else is wrong in their evaluation of it and that they can maximize value yeah. later on. So it would not shock me if, uh, if that's a situation we see here. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's, it's clear they're having conversations. They've been having conversations for quite some time. I think it's a high-stakes game of chicken, like you said, Lenz. I think Charlotte is at the deadline, and they value him a certain way. And there is truth to what you're saying. They're saying, well, maybe we don't move him so that we, if we don't move him, we keep his bird rights. And now potentially we can do a signing trade in the summer and get a little bit more. Now, I've been talking to people around the league that don't feel that that's a very good uh, gamble to take, that they may get 
probably equal to what they're being offered right now in a signing trade. That's all for Charlotte to interpret. Um, I think the Suns have a hard line. I think the Suns are making it clear as we speak. This is how how far we're willing to go for Miles Bridges. And uh, the clock's right there. <laughs> and we'll let we'll let it tick down. And, and if you want to take our deal, then we'll be willing to talk. And if you don't, uh, we're not going to give all our assets for Miles Bridges. Um, so that's, that's where we are. Um, as far as likelihood... I think I'm starting to lean towards, and I said this the other day. We we talked about this live here. We're not running from anything. We said the other the other day. At this point, I was comfortable saying it's Charlotte, going back to Charlotte, or Phoenix. It's the only two teams that are in conversations right now. I don't buy that Houston is coming in at the last minute. I'm telling y'all, he's either going back to Charlotte or there'll be a deal to Phoenix. And I'm leaning towards potentially Charlotte holding on to him. At this point, I don't think the Suns are going to go as far as Charlotte wants them to go. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I honestly, if anyone is curious how I feel about Miles Bridges, I wrote a whole article on that. So I'm not going to dive into that again. But I do think that you have to consider the fan base aspect of trading for a guy like that. And mm-hmm truthfully there would be a significant portion of the fan base that would be understandably turned off by it um and i think that's that has to be part of the calculus i I think we've reported this in the past that they were probably close to a deal and might have pulled the trigger already if not for the pr hit that they would take for trading for a guy like that agree and some of you don't care and that's fine that's your prerogative but there are people that have every right to feel a certain type of way about that and I, for one, am not going to stand for anybody making those fans feel bad about that. If you want to just focus on basketball, that's totally fine. But you should also focus on the fact that Miles Bridges doesn't address this team's biggest needs. He gives you size. He gives you a bigger wing at a position of need. But he provides scoring like and a little bit of rebounding. He's not a lockdown defender, which is what they need right now. So I understand that his value is low, and there are a lot of people that are excited about adding a 20 points per game score to a team like Phoenix. But to be honest with you, like Charlotte is probably, I mean, they have a reason to hang on to him past the trade deadline and to not send him out for just, you know, a pair of seconds and whatever contract matches. So that's what it is. I mean, and I put out my video, everybody knows where I stand. A lot of people don't agree with it and that's your prerogative as well. And I, I honestly, I don't, it's up to you. You make, your decision on morality and that's fine i mean we yeah i've had differing opinions with people i really respect and since they're respectful i'm fine with that right like i have no problem if you have a different opinion there uh and and so be it either he's a son tomorrow or he's not and either way you move forward and you have to make the decisions that you feel comfortable with as a fan and i respect whatever uh fans yeah. do on that front and that's that's between you and uh and yourself, and then that's, that's great. It. Just mean, be that, respectful. That's yeah, simple. That's the biggest you know, thing. Like, like you mm. guys can have different. Just be uh, respectful about it. But yeah, you don't have to be a jerk. Um. All right. So half of our squad here at the at All City and PHNX is in Vegas right now, and I'm a little bit jealous because that means they're all going to inevitably be able to go to different shows and things that are going on out there. But at least with our friends at game time, I know that all the shows that I'm going to try and hit up here in Phoenix locally and any games that I want to go to, I'm going to get a good deal. And game time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with game time. 
So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, download GameTime today, create an account, redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. By the way, I'm Aspo, he's Gerald, just so you can <laughs> get it straight if you're new uh, here. Uh, I don't have a good transition here because I was distracted, but Flex, mm. I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. What should I do for this ad? <laughs> Stop Look. trying to set me up <laughs> first. You don't need to go to Vegas to have the kind of fun that you can have in That's Vegas. That's facts. You can we, do it right from the comfort of your own home. Yeah, with an app, perhaps, like the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You want to make a bet? You can do it right here in Arizona at home. No questions asked. An official <laughs> DraftKings. Uh, Look at this. Emma's making this even harder on you. Get fucked, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Where were we? So, Lindsay, there's Superstar an app that you can use to make bets. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. The NBA season is in full swing, and I personally can't get enough of it. And if you want to bet on some of these games, we've got the official partner of the NBA, who right now, uh, if you are a new customer and you bet $5, you're getting $200 in bonus bets instantly. It's just that easy. All you got to do is download the app and use the promo code PHNX. New customers, like I said, that bet $5 on any NBA game, whether you win or lose, if you're crappy at betting like, uh, you know, Two of the three sitting to my left here. Oh. Uh, you, can, you can still get $200 <laughs> in bonus <laughs> bets. don't know about I'll in Only on DraftKings Sportsbook app with the <laughs> code PHNX. The crown is yours unless you're Lindsay or Flex. They're not going to get the crown uh, in our in our little, uh, our little uh, competition. 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 Gambling problem? No, Call 1-800-GAMBLER no. or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash basketball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Get stuffed, Emma, in Ontario. <laughs> All right, guys. Is that let's Cookie Monster? Take, um, it's, it's Nookie Monster. We Nookie don't get sued okay. here. So yeah. Definitely not Cookie Monster. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, let's rewind a little bit to yeah. last night. Uh, after the game, we did get to hear from coaches and players. And, Gerald, you came on our post-game show and you shared a bunch. But there's even more that we can dive into a little bit here today. We'll start with what Kevin Durant had to say about Bull Bull and his basketball IQ. Yeah, what I what I love about Bowl is his uh, he has a way higher IQ than what people think. Um, like you say, he passed up some shots that he could have shot, but he understands if we move the ball again, you might get it back on the other side. And he is not stepping outside of himself and doing things that he doesn't normally do. Uh, he's playing with energy. He's talking out there like. I love what he brings, man. I love his. I just love everything about Bo, and you can tell that everybody loves loves Bo. We're rooting for him. 
even the crowd, every arena we go to, they rooting for Bo. Like you said, Doc said that he's rooting for him when he's not playing his team. So he he's just a great soul, man. I like being around him. I like to see his growth as a player. And his IQ is growing every single day for the game. And uh, we just want him to continue to build on this to a point where we expect him to do stuff like this even more every night. So. We're going to stay on him. He's going to, you know, Bo's the type of guy, he's going to come to work regardless, not say nothing, keep his head down and work every day. Um, but it, we're also going to keep it encouraging him, but also, you know, you know, continue to hold everybody accountable. That's what's going to make us a better team. You know why KD is talking so glowingly about his teammate? Why? Because it's Super Bowl week! <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Yes, yes. That's right. I mean, honestly, though, if I'm bullable and my favorite player says something about me like that, mm. I'm going to blush. I want to where's, where's the meme of bullable <laughs> introductory <laughs> press conference or, or the beginning of the season? One of the greatest where's memes that meme? ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. no, this is really cool. And Kevin Durant hit everything right on the head in terms of the way that fans gravitate towards him he's like yeah. a, a human lightning rod the way that like they're just trying to get him to consistently bring it so that they can expect what he's been providing on a nightly basis because if he can do that he's absolutely part of your playoff yeah. rotation yeah. which is crazy to say because i'm the one who invented the term bowler coaster and i still didn't i thought we would be heading for some lows more than highs and right now we're riding the high and it's it feels good um, but they've, they've continuously emphasized to him, we just need you to play within yourself. And he's doing that right now. Yeah, I'm really impressed. I, I made it official last night. I got on the bowler coaster. Yep. We got all clearance. <laughs> he's on. The wife let me on. The surgeon let me on. <laughs> the the ticket got. I'm telling y'all, I'm on, man. You know, yeah, I know what I like to say. If it walk like a duck and it quack like a duck, don't call it what, Espo. Come on, man. You be setting me up. You don't know what I'm talking about. A dinosaur. Yeah, a dinosaur. Yeah. So listen, it, 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 the proof's in the pudding. Every time this guy has gotten opportunities leading up to the ankle sprain against Miami, I mean, he's doing what we expect him to do. He's playing good basketball. And there's not a time now. Now, it went from when Bobo checked in, there was that part where we all sit down, we're watching the game, we're like, uh-oh. What's going to happen? Now, it's graduated to the point where it's true excitement. I'm saying, okay, I am confident when this guy checks in that good things are going to happen because he's, he's the attention to detail has elevated. The awareness has elevated. The concentration level has elevated. The, the idea of him trying to be Kevin Durant, his idol, has changed. We don't need you to be KD, bro. We need you to be the best version of Bobo. And go out there and help this team on defense with your length, with with your phys, you know, not physicality, but his unique ability mm -hmm. to keep plays alive on offense. The other night, a dude tipped the ball to himself three times and didn't jump. Mm -hmm. Like that's there's only a few people on planet Earth that can do that in an NBA game. And so good for him. I'm on the bowler coaster now, and I'm starting to feel like he absolutely could be part of this playoff rotation. Yeah, my only concern is uh we call it the bullet coaster, and if we keep going up, eventually there's a down on a roller coaster, and yeah. I hope that's not the case with this because I feel happy for the kid. Yeah, I, you know my opinion has been a 180 uh, on that because you've seen him work. He he doesn't seem like some of the knocks on him in previous stops where the kid doesn't put in the effort. He he doesn't seem to to fully buy in whatever the case may be. That's you know 
it's a lot of what you heard out of Denver. It was some of what you heard out of Orlando. But here it feels like, okay, he has so much respect for some of those guys in front of him, and in mm-hmm. particular KD, that he's putting in the work and realizing I don't – there's a lot of inherent pressure of being a guy that people look at as, oh, he could be a star. Like Orlando, I felt like they just wanted him to be the surprise star they found off yeah. off the scrap heap. And there's something freeing about going somewhere and just being able to be yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And and last night, he scored, what, four points? Yeah. And it, but it was a successful night for him. El- elsewhere where he would have played, four points would have been a giant disappointment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the difference here is, and that's why I'm – I'm excited. Just go give me the little things. That's yes. all I need yeah. from you. Exactly. 17 minutes of good basketball. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. We also heard from Bradley Beal <laughs> on his perspective of keeping things a little light. <laughs> Punching the ball. Um, I enjoy it, man. I enjoy this game. You know, I've been blessed to play it for this 12 years now. Um, I'm on an unbelievable team. You know, I always say that, man. I, I try to embrace every single day I come in here um, and be with these guys. You know, because these opportunities don't come around often or every day. Um, you know, I'm just happy to be back healthy. I'm happy to be back playing. Like, I'm just embracing every single thing that comes with the game, the highs and lows, um, good and bad, wins, losses. Like, you know, just embrace it all, man. And just – when we played this game when we were younger, we didn't get paid to do it. You know, we played it because it was fun. It was the best sport ever. You know, and I, I kind of have that kid-like mentality when I'm back out there. There's no better feeling than – I feel like you play your best game when you're having fun. Is that be over the course of a two-game season, especially for a team like this that has such serious aspirations? Is that? Yeah, like I, that's why a lot of guys probably think I'm like a, a class clown sometimes or jokes. Through. Like I try to keep it light. You know, it's a long year, like you said. Um, building that camaraderie is always important. Those relationships with guys on and off the floor and. It should be fun, man. You know, we shouldn't be stressed about anything. You know, we got the best job in the world. You know, there's other people in life who deal with real life pressure situations and real life, you know, unfortunate, you know, they can't provide for them. Like, that's pressure. You know, we play a game, you know, we have, when you shoot the ball, it's either make or miss. You know, you, those are the only two outcomes, you know. And so you just you just take that in stride and just enjoy the processes of it, enjoy the work that you put in, and the results will be what they are. But don't be a results-driven guy, you know, just Enjoy the process. Enjoy every every minute of it. That's that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> strike that. You got, you got strike the Brad. Right? The Brad. I, I love Brad's <laughs> attitude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it it's true. You got you can get very caught up in the the money, the 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 attention, all that, but it does boil down to it's this is a game, right? And yeah. You, if you keep that. Uh, in the back of your mind, it can help calm down things when when there feels like there's an immense amount of pressure or it feels like you're in a slump that'll never end like mm-hmm. or, or whatever the case. You feel like crap because you broke your nose twice in, uh, in a week. Uh, you know, he has the right mentality to be that guy that helps keep people centered on the roster. And every team needs a guy like that too. You yeah. hear everybody needs the hype guy. You need a guy like that too that can remind you Let's find that center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was something that we had to deal with a lot early on in the season. Like, how many times did we all collectively discuss that it just doesn't feel like they're having fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you need, and we even brought it up with when when the Kevin Durant, Cam, and Mikhail trade went down. Like, 
are you losing a lot of that with mm-hmm. those guys? Even you could throw in DA and you could throw in JaVale McGee in there as well. Campaign. It didn't feel like we had yeah. a lot of those guys on this new team because we didn't really know them, to be honest. But Brad has shown us that he's more than capable of being that guy. And I think we've all grown to taking a liking to Brad even more than we already did before. Yeah, I mean, there's no... Like when you're winning, obviously the guys are going to be having a lot more fun. There's no secret about that. But like the way that Beal interacts with his teammates, like the meme worthy moments the other night when KD had his dunk and he was punching the ball, which is what I asked him about in the first place that he gave me this very generous response. (laughs) It's nice to hear his perspective that he's got, you know, his life priorities in order. And he understands that like over the course of an 82 game season, it's important to be able to just enjoy playing basketball and still have that perspective of, I used to play this for free just because yeah. I loved it. Now that I'm making millions of dollars, that shouldn't change that I'm still having fun yeah. out there. And it, it might seem like a dumb thing to talk about on the eve of the trade deadline, but it's striking to me that this team was so serious last year with Mikhail and Cam gone. Yeah. And now Beal is kind of one of those guys that is able to crack jokes and endear himself to the fan base in that way. And it does go a long way when you have a team full of so many new guys to have a personality that's going to be the comic relief. Also, the NBA season is just a grind. Yeah, it is. Sometimes you need a little levity in your life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Last last time I checked, Espo, I've never seen a team go undefeated in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to lose games. You're going to have you're going to have ups and downs. Sometimes a guy like Brad Beal, it goes well beyond just what he does on the basketball court with his ability to kind of chill out the locker room a little bit. It's a basketball game, man. At the end of the day, I know that there's a lot of people invested in what this team does and they're called fanatics for a reason, but he's that voice of reason. Mm -hmm. He's that guy that at the end of a game is like, you know what, I'm over eight, but damn, I got some beautiful kids at home. I'm going to go spend some time with my kids. I love my wife, man. I'm going to go home. I'm going to flush this down the toilet and I'm going to get back to it because he said that in the, in, in that response. He said, this is a miss or make lead. Mm-hmm. You know, you go, you might go five for 30 from the three point line and then you'll, and then you'll go eight for eight. And that's how the game of basketball is. That's what makes it beautiful. You know, if it were per, if there were basketball players that perfected the game to the point where it's no longer challenging. What are you doing it for? Mm-hmm. Like even Michael Jordan and Kobe, those guys were at the highest level of this game and they never perfected the game of basketball. Michael Jordan missed a lot of damn shots, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, good that Brad Beal, he's just well put together, man. This guy is, this is a guy that I think a lot of people in Phoenix are going to come around and say, you know, wh- however this works out, we were happy that we rooted for Brad Beal. And we were happy that we got Brad Beal. So T-Bounty Bay in the chat says, I think there should be balance. Kobe was an excellent example of not goofing off that led to championships. Mikhail was nice, but it didn't help us during the playoffs. To me, leave, leave the Mikhail part out, right? But mm-hmm. to me, you look at those Lakers teams. And I actually just finished reading – uh, a Phil Jackson book about that last season with Kobe and Shaq. And you look at it and yeah, sure. Kobe had that mentality, but you had Shaq that brought levity. You had Phil Jackson who brought that sense of uh, balance, master, purpose yeah. and mm-hmm. internal understanding of, of what the game really was in terms of feeling. Every team needs that. If you're going to be successful, you yeah. can't all be the guy 
that <laughs> does not stop thinking about it, obsesses about it, and uh, and sometimes at unhealthy levels. Like Jordan, Jordan had guys that were you know that had levity on that team and had Phil Jackson. Like there needs to be balance. Everything in life needs balance, and mm-hmm. uh, to be. Uh, to be what you need to achieve. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. God, that sounds like a fortune cookie. I'm sorry. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, all right. Let's take a peek at some of these super chats here. Thank you guys for sending them. Don Davies sent us one and said, how about Chris Dunn for backup point guard? He's okay. I, yeah. I think what he provides is more on the defensive yeah. end. And I think if you're trading for a point guard, if you're the Suns, you need more of a floor general type for those minutes when Beal and KD are out there without book. Um, Because those are the minutes where the assists and the scoring go down. Yeah. Um, so I, I like Chris Dunn as a player, but I, I just don't know if he solves or addresses what you really need out of that backup point guard spot. Agreed. I like Chris. I liked him in college. Uh, Providence, right? Providence. I think so. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's always been an intriguing player, but like you said, I think he's he makes his money on the defensive end, and mm-hmm. we're looking for somebody to kind of open things up and control the offense. So, not sure if he's the the perfect fit, but I won't. I mean, if we get Chris Dunn, I wouldn't be upset. To be honest, there's no perfect. There no. is none. There is no, no perfect. There fit. is none. No. All right. Don sent us another one. I always forget. Is it? Is it Jetty Osmond? Right? Is this kind of like a little bit of like a C Seti and a J I think combined, it's Seti. Right? It's either Seti or Chetty, but yeah. Some I think it's Seti. Lines, but they said, how how would Seti Osmond sound? I could have sworn it was a J. I thought it was Jetty Osmond. Yeah, I thought it was J. Well, whatever. Either way, you it's know who we're talking about. Yeah. Um, how do you guys think I, I, I know he's a guy that the Suns have poked around for quite some time about. So I, I wouldn't, I think I wouldn't rule him completely out and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be upset if, if he were a guy that they uh, potentially brought in. Cause I know there's been interest in the past and typically when they have interest, it just doesn't go away overnight. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked. He's okay. I wouldn't be particularly excited about it. He's another, he's one of those fringe rotation yeah. guys that you're like, maybe if everything aligns, and he gets a crack at minutes and does well, he can make a difference, but I wouldn't necessarily bank on it or definitely pencil him in as a playoff rotation guy. Yeah, I think he's second on my Osmond ranking. You got Haley Joel, him, <laughs> and then uh, Donnie and Marie. So, okay. Yeah. Well, he's ahead of Donnie and Marie. Yeah. I mean, most people would be. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, KT sent us one. Thank you. They said Miles might not be a lockdown defender, but playing with the big three will allow him to focus more on defense. It can, but again, I feel like you're addressing the one thing that you don't need more of, which is scoring at this point. They're they're good offensively. He gives them a big body and gives them some rebounding, and yeah, he probably could focus more on defense, but that doesn't necessarily change his skill set to be suddenly a defensive-minded guy. They're a great, perfect fit. So. Nope. <laughs> nope. Jacob sent us one. Thanks, Jacob. They said, y'all do a great job. Love the show. Thank you. They said, trade-wise, I'd love bringing in Royce O'Neal if they can get it done. I think his fit would be seamless. Yeah, He's the type of guy you can plug in into most rotations. I, again, I don't think he's going to move the needle a ton. His best defensive days were in Utah. Um, and he, as people noted in the chat, he can be a streaky shooter. But again, like you, we could do this with every single name that we've mentioned and several that we haven't that have shown up in the chat. Like There is nobody that's coming to save us. If the Suns are going to win a title, most of it's going to be on the backs of their top six guys and yeah. fixing some of their internal problems like the fourth quarters. Yeah, we're not 
We're not looking at million dollar mansions. We're looking at fixer uppers. All right. <laughs> just stop with the we're gonna have the perfect. We got the million dollar mansion last year. Okay. We, we did. Maybe in every other year expectation I'll give you, but every single year <laughs> that might be a little too high. We got the mansion. We just need a shed that's effective to you know to help out with. <laughs> yeah, we just need a nice garage now. Yeah. Uh, Michael sent us one. Thank you, Michael. They said flex. I feel like you know something. Take off your glasses and give us a wink if something is imminent. <laughs> Do it, Flex, do it. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. No wink, but Do you see him oh. no winking? Just staring straight ahead. I'm taking the glasses off for you. <laughs> no, I, no. Hold, hold on, let me get the mic back. I took the glasses off for you, but I'm not going to give you the wink because that will be me lying to you. Uh, uh-huh. I do not, at this moment, there is nothing imminent. I can't tell you there. They're making a lot of phone calls and they're trying their best to make this team better within the next 20 hours or so. But nothing imminent, my friend. Glasses right. back on. <laughs> <laughs> KT sent us another one. They said Stanley Johnson is a free agent, young, athletic, lockdown <laughs> defender. Do y'all remember that scuffle with him and LeBron? He would be perfect. I thought he had a really good season with the Lakers like yeah. a year ago. Year ago and he yeah. was playing some valuable minutes for them late off the too. bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, late in games. Yeah. They were closing with him at the five sometimes. But, I mean, he hasn't played... Yep. <laughs> Since last season with the yeah. Spurs, he played 30 games with the Spurs. He was okay, but I mean, if he's out of the league, there's a reason why he's out of the league. That's it's tough for me to say he would be a good fit and he could come in and have an impact. I, yeah, I think right now a purple and orange Stanley Cup would be more valuable. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You see the resale value on that stuff? I do. People want those. People don't want Stanley Johnson right now. He's not on a roster. Damn. Ouch. That's right. <laughs> That's rude. That's rude. brutal. Uh, listen, I, guys. I speak the truth on this program, yeah. all right? You can't handle the truth. Best <laughs> oh, um, our friends over at Arizona Lottery have introduced a new ticket promotion called Arizona Adventures. So there's a lot within this Arizona Adventure for the Arizona Lottery. There's a bunch of different ways that you can participate, including um, like geolocated adventures. There's 10 destinations across the state from Flagstaff to Yuma. There's also ways that you can get involved um, by going online and purchasing a ticket. There's just a lot of really cool things with this one. It's really hard to explain all of it, but at the end of the day, it's cool because not only does this promotion celebrate state pride and the uniqueness and beauty of Arizona, but the Arizona Lottery um, says that proceeds from this ticket sales supports environmental conservation, among other important initiatives across the state as well. So you can potentially win some big money and you're also doing some good at the same time. And it encourages and helps you to get outdoors. And listen, we live in Arizona. We have gentle winters. Like, take advantage of it while you can, especially before it gets crazy hot again. But the Arizona Lottery is not just about playing games and winning prizes. It is also about giving back to the state and its communities. So take an advantage. Hey. Take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure with the Arizona Lottery for a chance to win $1 million in cash and Arizona travel prizes. Hey, Flex, did you know that sometimes the best adventure is the one in your own backyard? Mm-hmm. 
No. <laughs> Another setup, man. Come on, Espo. I mean, you lived in Jersey. You had New York in your backyard. You know this. I ain't have a backyard in New York, okay. man. We got, we got, we got concrete well, jungle, bro. You know what you, know what you got in close to, to your backyard now? Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Ah, that's, that's, there is okay. not that's, that's a better place to go have some fun than Gila River Resorts and Casinos. You want some good food? They got it. You want some good gaming? They got it. You okay. want a show? Oh, they got that too. All right. <laughs> I'm super excited for what they got coming up around the uh, NCAA uh, Final Four weekend as well. I can't tell you what it is, but here, I'll take off the glasses and wink. It's something that's going on, all right? So that's the worst wink in the world. I can't wink. Fun to He's a wink. Yeah, I can't wink. I, I can close my eyes and open them. Uh, but they got, they got a lot going on over there, and I highly recommend Flex, you and everybody out there. Check it out. They've got an unprecedented level of entertainment and excitement that you won't find anywhere else in the desert. They set that bar so high that even Gerald Green couldn't jump over it back in the day. That's oh, how wow. high that bar is. Damn. So head to Gila River Resorts and Casinos and let them show you what Next Level is all about. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. Visit playathila.com for more details. If you're here on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button real quick for hit us. Hit the Thank like you. button. Hit the like button. All right, we're going to round out today's show. Uh, Gerald, you wrote an article over at gophnext.com about Bradley Beal and empowerment within the fourth quarter. It was something you teased earlier in the show mm-hmm. when we were talking about Brad and how that might be a solution to some of our problems. Yeah. Care to share? Yeah, I mean, heading into last night, I think the Suns had been outscored by like 54 points in 60 minutes in those fourth quarter lineups where Booker was sitting, but Beal and KD were on the court. Mm -hmm. And that's a terrible number. It's worse than, you know, when Booker and Durant are there without Beal. It's worse than when Booker and Beal are out there without Durant. So it's one of those things where it's like, why is KD and Beal with a group of role players or whoever's out there not enough to help us get off on better foots to start fourth quarters. Yeah. Um, and, and I think Frank Vogel touched on it before last night's game. He was saying, we're trying to empower Bradley Beal more in that yeah. quarter to be more aggressive because I think out of the big three, he's the one who's had to adjust the most. Like he went from being the leading guy, the main guy who had the ball in his hands a lot in Washington to trying to fit in as kind of the third option behind KD and book. And that takes a lot of adjustment. So I think there have been times where we've said he's not being as aggressive as we would like, or they're not getting him enough shots or whatever. And I think part of their strategy is like, it's a natural progression for Beal, but also Vogel has been telling him like, be more aggressive in this pocket of the game. We're going to put the ball in your hands. We're going to let you do more. And I think we saw it last night, like through the first three quarters, I think Bradley Beal was five for 16, had 13 points. And in the fourth, he had 12 points on five of six shooting and he just completely kind of turned it around yep. and and like had rhythm plays where he could touch the ball and dance a little bit, as yeah. Yusuf Nurkic calls it. So I think that's something to keep an eye on, because if Beal can harness that and get more comfortable picking and choosing his spots to start fourth quarters like that alone could really help solve the fact that they're like one of the worst fourth quarter teams we've ever seen in NBA yeah. history. And I think that would go a long ways for this group. You know, we talked about it yesterday. Espo brought up a great baseball analogy, and I, I kind of want to piggyback on that. The way the game played out yesterday was a lot like a baseball game. You know, Devin Booker was your starter. He gave you seven strong innings. Mm-hmm. He handed the ball to Kevin Durant and said, we need this eighth <laughs> inning setup. Mm-hmm. KD went in there and dominated. And then it was like, all right, man, 
bringing the closer, and Brad was able to come in and seal the deal with four. I think he had four straight buckets at one point, mm-hmm. or at the very least, you know, that big step back three. And I think that's important because he had the big game in Washington, but that game was never close. Mm-hmm. It felt like that was one of those moments where the team was like, go, go be Brad and hitting that step back three to kind of ice the game. It just felt like uh, a natural progression and it felt like uh, a blueprint Mm -hmm. almost like, you know, we can actually do this. Brad, you can be a closer because you're that damn good. And to put the ball in his hand in that spot against a good Milwaukee team who's got championship aspirations and championship pedigree uh that was big so i, I like the way it played out yesterday and the last thing i'll say is those things are interchangeable interchangeable mm-hmm. anyone can be the starter anyone can be the setup man and anyone can be the closer yep. and the sooner they realize that and get a better flow of things it's gonna be dangerous yeah we saw what 85 between them yeah mm-hmm. last night and it feels like there's a trust that that is formed with those guys that now they kind of understand that they can they can hand it to each other in those certain certain times and that that'll get it done right and these are three guys that have been used to being the guy mm-hmm. right yes so the instinct is i got to i got to take over right and that's just something that is inherently in these guys from uh, the young age where they're in AAU ball and then yeah. high school and college where uh, in a lot of cases, they're that guy or when they get to the pros. Uh, so it doesn't surprise me that it's taken a little time for them to adjust to kind of with the the ebbs and flows of a game and riding the hot hand uh, like they did last night. But that's the ideal situation like you saw last night. Like yeah. It's not, not one guy has to do it all. Uh, not it, it just depends on the quarter. Yeah. Whoever's feeling it, you go. Yeah. But they can if they need to rely on that too. Like Frank Vogel mm-hmm. was saying after last night's game, we can beat you with KD, Book, or Brad going for 40, 50, whatever points. We can beat you with each of them having roughly 25 to 30 as well. Yeah. yeah. That, no, the, that balance Options. is key. Finding that balance is key. And that's the best part about last night's game is it wasn't just Beal taking over in the fourth. It was Durant doing the same thing as well because – Durant actually had the better quarter between the two. Yeah. He had 14 points on six of seven shooting. In the first three, he had 14 points on five of 14 shooting. So Beal being aggressive made KD's life a lot easier in that fourth quarter as well. And it's gotten to the point where even Yusuf Nurkic at practice today, he brought up the fact that they need to find ways to get Beal more involved and, and kind of let him cook a little bit. Yeah. Couldn't Eric, agree that more. was your cue to play the video. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know Brad as a, as a teammate. Didn't know Brad as like a uh, human being like that. Um, but just like he loved to be having fun out there and being involved as much as anybody. Um, but I do believe that we can have more of Brad. Like we can definitely involve him more and probably, you know, in position more than, than just in set plays. But he just, you know, I never see a dynamic player like that. Like especially his speed and stops and goes and athleticism. So. Especially at this point in his career, he's still like that. So the thing it is with these, you know, all of them, um, they so used to playing with the ball, uh, and I think that's probably the biggest challenge. Of um, I don't know if that you can call the adjustment, but kind of figure out how to play the aggressive with not really 99% of the ball in your hand. And some players are rhythm players, and I think the Brad is. Definitely, like superstar with the with the rhythm plays and having ball and 
kind of, you know, just dance a little bit with the ball, not just put him in a corner and catch and shoot. So I think that's probably the biggest um, coach's challenge to put the, how you figure out that. But as a, as a teammate, I just try to give him the ball, and I know he's going to do the rest. So. Yeah, he hit the nail on the head. It's their it's coach's biggest challenge to figure out how to get those three guys involved equally and let them cook, especially when one of them has it going. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I how love I, Nurk. I love him. I love him. <laughs> Got swag, big man. He's the big bro. Watch mm-hmm. out for everybody on the court. You know, and and I love how he just he every time he he's strategic. He's a smart man. Like he he says the right things and he knows it's gonna motivate these guys like for him to go and say how brad is so unique off the bounce mm-hmm. and so athletic and so explosive it's almost like you know you hear me dog mm-hmm. you hear what i'm saying little bro brad bill go mm-hmm. be the man so I, I love how nerd does that <laughs> i i i love just uh, there's so much that he does that's that's fun and it's it's like he realizes he has the best seat yeah, one of the uh, one of the best shows in basketball, right? Yeah, mm. and he appreciates mm-hmm. appreciates it, and I really love that. And I saw on Twitter today that he said, I don't know if you heard Say it out there, but that he was out with Dame Lillard, his friend from Portland, mm-hmm. until two a.m. just catching up, reminiscing. Like that's a guy that values relationships. Yeah. You can tell, mm-hmm. and I love that. I, I I just I can't say enough good things about Nurk. Yeah. So. He also said he'll do anything for a championship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, so everyone was giving me grief about calling Nurk the sweet baby angel and like trying to come up with a different name and they wanted to call him like Uncle Nurk or something like that. <laughs> I like, I like Nurk as a sweet tart. Sweet tart. Sweet tart. You know what I'm saying? I do like out. Uncle Nurk. <laughs> he's like he's like a sour patch kid. I like that. Let's call him a sour patch. Come on, man. He's a sour gonna... patch adult. <laughs> sour patch man, all right? That's, see, now that's just weird. That's just weird. That's why I went with Sweet Tart. Sour patch nerk. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for hanging out with us today. We appreciate you. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. The plan is we'll have a trade, de- trade deadline show around 1 o'clock, give or take a few minutes, depending on when last minute things pop in. Um, and then, of course, we'll have a pre and post game show for you guys tomorrow as well. But you can stay up to date with whatever is going on with the next day and our show schedule by following us on socials. So do that. We're at PHNX underscore Suns. You can also give me a follow at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. You can follow Flex at Flex from Jersey. And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us out. We'll also have emergency pods when necessary. Gerald, I, I want to let you take it home today. Thank you. I appreciate that. It is my dad's birthday today. Papa Borgay turned 60 hey. today, so I just wanted to give him a shout out. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday. Love you, Papa G. <laughs> what up? Shout out to Kevin Alley, too. Studio audience. Yes. Love, yeah. it. Love, Love it. Love it. My okay. gosh, East Coast finest. Sorry, Lynn. Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs>